today on The Travel Guys. In the travel news, Crystal Cruise Line ceases operations, and you can win the trip of a lifetime from Marriott. Details next in the news. In our Smarter Traveler segment at 320, we talk about the risks of international travel, and particularly cruising while COVID is still an issue. Some travelers have found getting sick on a cruise ship or in a foreign country is a huge challenge. New fees are popping up, especially in restaurants. Is it fair for an eatery to add a surcharge for employee benefits to your check? Should those charges be disclosed up front? We'll discuss at 335. Santa Barbara is one of the hottest destinations in the country. What is it that's putting this city on everyone's must-go list? We'll talk with a tourism expert from Santa Barbara coming up at 350. As those of us who travel make our way through the COVID mess, you can get your information updates right here with the Travel Guys. On the road again just can't wait to get on the road again. I've got two tickets to Paradise. Up to Alaska, the old north to Russia's own. Welcome again to another edition of The Travel and Entertainment, guys. Hosted by Mark Hoffman and Tom Romano. That'd be Mark. I'd be Tom. Brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. Thanks for joining us, Mark. Uh, well, a good afternoon. How you doing, my friend? A good afternoon to you. And we, we probably should, full disclosure here up front, tell full, folks that because disclosure. Mark is on his way to... Miami and Key West yes. with a group of travelers. Uh, this show was recorded a day ahead of time. Okay, and with that being said, uh, where would you be at 3 o'clock on a Sunday since on you're not Sunday. here, in the not in the studio doing the show? So, 3 o'clock on Sunday, we will have just gotten off of the alligator boat. You go out on one of those boats that skims along the water and go out and see the alligators in the Everglades. Don't bother the alligators. You just go out and see them and wave high from a distance and then go back. And then we'll be on our way to uh, Key Largo. So uh, where they have beautiful sunsets and they especially have a really nice restaurant called the Fish House. Oh, man. Where we will be having dinner this evening. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> well, that's great. Is it one of those? I don't know what they're there. They have a, a name for them. Is it that has the big fan in the back? That yes, exactly. The airboats. Airboats. That's what you're talking about, right? Yes. And you can you can uh, take those on like two inches of water. That's absolutely correct. And you go out, you can pull up right next to an alligator, and the alligator barely opens its eyes. It's like you know, <laughs> who are you people, and why are you bothering me? Yeah. And if one of you looks good enough, maybe to take a bite out of or something yeah, like that. What happens if you went like right over the top of one? <sighs> I don't know. Okay, well, we'll keep an it eye. Probably, report. probably have a really unhappy alligator. I would. <laughs> <laughs> you can report back. Well, all right, sounds good. Uh, like I say, as Mark mentioned, we're we're pre-recorded, so let's uh, let's cut the chatter, and there should be no mistakes, right? Exactly. This should be exactly. an absolutely perfect show, just just like our live shows. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see. Uh, I guess we should just get to it. What do you say? 
Let's do it. Okay. Go to the travel news. All right. At the top of every Travel Guys radio program, we bring you up to date on what's been going on in the travel news. And with that, here's Mark. Well, the big news in the travel industry um, this week is that Crystal Cruise Lines has temporarily halted its sailings due to bankruptcy. This is a line that uh, had two or three ocean-going ships, and then a few years ago they uh, were sold, underwent a tremendous expansion, and now apparently they are out of money. Actually, the their parent company, uh, which is Malaysia-based, the Genting Group, is bankrupt. And that kind of affects Crystal Cruise Lines because if your parent company is bankrupt, there's no cash flow. And right now, if you're a cruise line, you're not making money. So you're spending more money than you're taking in. So you need cash flow. If the cash flow isn't there, then there's not going to be food and beverages and paid employees and stuff on board ships. So this is a bit of a problem. Um, cruises, Crystal announced Wednesday that its three vessels currently in operation uh, will cease operations. Passengers will disembark and be flown home from Miami, Aruba, and Argentina. Um, Crystal says they are only temporarily pausing their operations into the spring, at least for now. They've canceled all of their cruises through April 29th. Now, one thing I want to mention here is that this company underwent a huge expansion not too long ago, I brought that up here earlier in the story, um, they have a tremendous amount of debt. The timing for COVID arriving couldn't have been worse for them. So it's possible that, that Crystal Cruise Lines might be no more. Um, if you have a cruise scheduled on Crystal Cruise Lines, we have a special kind of sort of what should you know, what should you do now, uh, article that was in USA Today a couple of days ago. You can go to TravelGuysRadio.com and see that article there. It will give you some ideas, at least if you have a cruise scheduled with Crystal Cruise Lines. Um, and if you don't, I can guarantee you're not going anywhere before the 29th of April. And I think there are some real roadblocks to this cruise line being able to reassemble itself in its current form anytime soon. So watch this space, and we'll try to... Uh, Try to give you some updates as time goes on. Perhaps we'll get to our cruise expert, Gwen Duncan, and have her on next yeah, week. Yeah, great idea. Good information. Again, TravelGuysRadio.com for uh, for that information. So let's talk about a few uh, airline stories here. American Airlines has cut more than 10,000 March flights. Um, and this is good news to travelers. The airlines now are looking ahead into February and March and saying, well, uh, it, we may not have the staff to be able to do all of this. So let's cut some of the flights back now. If the flights fill up and we have the staff, we can always add them back later. Doesn't that seem like an incredibly logical thing to do? Yeah, great. I'm OK, sure. OK. So so you you find out that your your flight has been uh, canceled. Uh, uh-huh. You go ahead and. Uh, Start making arrangements to book something else. And right. about that time, you find out that uh, they've added other flights that you would rather have. I mean, uh-huh. how convenient for us uh, passengers. I, I'm just loving this. <laughs> Man. He said he said with a t- tinge of sarcasm. You know, well, I have a flight in February. Uh, uh-huh. Time to go back and see the, the nearly grown grandchild. It feels like it's been that long since we've been there. And, uh, you know, I just don't know what to think. I mean, we're talking middle of February. You know, can you believe I'm going to fly or tentatively scheduled to fly on Super Bowl Sunday? 
Wow. Yeah. You, you will find that Super Bowl Sunday is one of the best days to travel. All right. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, for airports and um, just it's yeah, people don't. If 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 you're a football fan on any level, you're not going to fly on Super Bowl Sunday, and therefore anybody that you that travels with you is probably not flying on Super Bowl. Well, you know um, that that's that's I like that. Uh, you know, we, we're going to get into town about the time the game is started. My biggest concern right now, and we'll just have to wait and see, is that uh, I read today that the that the COVID uh, uh, test rate. For for COVID is thirty three percent. The COVID test rate, my friend, is dropping all over the country like a rocket. Yeah, but in so, San, in San Antonio today, it was it was like one in three. Mark. Well, but but I'm just telling you, in general, in large cities around the country, it's dropping. If you've got a couple weeks before you're traveling, uh, listen, I wouldn't be taking people to Florida if I didn't think that. Um, we were on the backside of this, significantly on the backside of it. The East Coast is first. Uh, I think the West Coast will be second. And unfortunately, it means that hospitals are still going to be jammed for a couple more weeks. But maybe, just maybe, enough people will have caught this that we'll have a little bit of that that immunity that we were looking for. And if we could get a few more percentage ticks of folks to get vaccinated, why, then maybe we'd be in really good shape. All right, here, let's roll on with the news. Southwest Airlines is considering assigning seats to passengers. What? Their incoming CEO, Bob Jordan, told Travel Weekly that uh, while the concept of assigned seating is not on the airline's immediate docket and there are no plans in place, he acknowledged it could be possible in the future to help aircraft turn times and operations. Now, let me tell you something. That's about as big a BS as you could give an answer of an incoming CEO. I just can't imagine he would say something like that. Southwest has the shortest turn times of any major airline in the industry. A turn time being the time from when the airline pulls up to the gate and stops Mm -hmm. and the time that it now backs away from the gate. Okay, so I looked this up. Southwest average turn times, 38 minutes. United, American, Delta, average turn times, all all over 45 minutes. So I'm going to suggest to you that Southwest's method of letting people get on the plane and sit down is a much faster way to board than people getting on the plane and looking for 16E. Um, and then having to assign people standby customers the very last empty seats on the plane and the time that that takes as opposed to saying, you know what, for you five, there are six seats left on the plane. Get on. I mean, that just seems logical to me. Delta Airlines has been has won the Platinum Award for 2021 from Sirium for being the best on-time airline. Look so congratulations it. to uh, Delta Airlines. For having the best on-time rate, that's flights completed within 15 minutes of scheduled arrival time of any major airline in the country. Let's see. What else have we got here? Uh, We mentioned in the headlines, Marriott Bonvoy has a cool contest. Uh, This is a a trip of a lifetime, they call it. Marriott Bonvoy will give three lucky TikTok contestants free stays at each of its 30 brands over 300 days. Those interested who are 21 or older can submit a TikTok video on um, their hashtags and stuff here on it. We have a link at travelguysradio.com. So if you would like to if you would like to send Marriott get some details here and send Marriott a link uh, and have a chance to win uh, 30 free stays at 30 brands over 300 days wow. for Marriott. <laughs> well, uh, all I can tell you is that people that have never TikToked 
mm-hmm. uh, are going to be uh, signing up and, and starting their own TikTok account. I can see that now. If you're not uh, if you're not into TikTok, IHG, which is Intercontinental Hotels, that would be Holiday Inn and Crown Plaza by and large, um, has announced it's taking applications for a new Chef Day Cuisine that will have their own named restaurant at the Singapore Intercontinental Hotel. Um, As part of IHG's hunt for the next culinary superstar, the hotel company will accept applications through February the 2nd, with a winner being awarded a contract for the role as chef at the the new uh, International Hotel in Singapore. Um, You will manage a 130-seat restaurant uh, featuring an open kitchen concept, uh, includes a cheese room, an oven-fired kitchen, main show kitchens, and a dessert station. So if you are an out-of-work, upscale chef, who is listening to the Travel Guys right now, mm-hmm. guess what? There's a link to this one also at TravelGuysRadio.com, and you can apply to be the new super chef at IHG Hotels. And that, my friend, as I look around here and I see we've covered every story I have. So that's your travel news for today. All right. Excellent. Thank you, Mark. We are the Travel and Entertainment Guys, Mark and Tom, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. When we uh, take we take a short break, when we come back, uh, it's time for the Smarter Travelers segment. We're going to talk about why international travelers and those on cruise lines it's kind of it kind of sucks to get sick on on either one of those voyages. More details coming up next here on the Travel Guys. We're back. It's Mark and Tom, the Travel and Entertainment Guys, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. Time for what we refer to as our Smarter Traveler segment. Not that the rest of the show is like uh, dog food or something, but <laughs> we, we make you smarter there, too. But and we're, we're focusing here. Let's focus. Mark. I have a couple of mentions here before we get real before we start getting smarter. Um, uh, about a month ago, we gave away some uh, prizes for was it for Mannheim Steamroller? That yes, was, Mannheim yeah. Steamroller. It was their and Christmas one of the winners. Who, who, yeah, one of the winners, uh, Robert Sugar, won one of the prizes, and he came in to pick up his prizes at the office. Brought us all a big bag of mandarin oranges. So, um, and I've been going to mention this for like three weeks, and so I just wanted to thank Robert. For he, we gave him a prize and he brought us a present. So those are the kind of people that you want to give prizes to. You got that right. Well, very good. Thank you, Robert. And and one more thing here, since we're the travel and entertainment guys, I forgot to mention this in the news segment. Um, Adele has postponed her Las Vegas residency. About half of her team have COVID. Oh no, or have had it recently. So she was supposed to open up uh, Friday. Wow. Um, so she is uh, she is planning on still coming. They're going to reschedule the shows. But uh, so if you had plans to go see Adele in Las Vegas and you hadn't heard this yet, uh, you might want to check. You may need to reschedule your tickets. Well, wow. all right. So let's talk a little bit uh, here about um, particularly about cruising. Uh, the the headlines have been I have just seen a wealth of stories, uh, most of them nightmares from people who have taken off on international travel and particularly people who have taken off on cruises that involve international travel um none of the cruise lines tom appear to have a standard policy i looked several of them up online they're very hard to find um they're very vaguely worded 
And it doesn't really tell you if you get on board a cruise ship and you are diagnosed with COVID or someone you're traveling with is diagnosed with COVID, what's going to happen to you? However, people who have had that experience are coming back and telling us what has happened to them. Mm -hmm. And by and large, um, the stories are all over the place, and a good number of them are not very good. And we have really emphasized to people that ever since this whole COVID thing started, the best thing you can do if you're planning on traveling at this moment in time or at these moments in time is to do your homework and really do your own research and know what you're getting into ahead of time. And I would encourage anyone, I'm not here to to, to bash cruise ships necessarily, but more to call attention to folks about this fact is that they don't have standardized policies. And if you get out on an ocean-going cruise ship, Uh, that's going to have a two-week cruise, and on day three, you're diagnosed with COVID, there are some very unpleasant accommodations on board some ships that folks are being forced into. And they're not being – their menu is limited. Their communications uh, with other people who have boarded with them becomes extremely limited, uh, in some cases almost impossible. Uh, One couple that came back and wrote in to Chris Elliott about their experience called it a COVID prison. On board, um, said they weren't even allowed to, they weren't even being given, they they couldn't even request books or things from their own cabin. I'm not suggesting that one or two of these horror stories is reflective of the entire cruise industry, but there are enough of them to indicate that perhaps if you are planning this kind of travel, you want to do your homework because if you don't know what's going to happen, if COVID shows up, then there's no way for you to prepare for it. And you're taking an ocean-going cruise and you're going to foreign countries and uh, you are locked into a medical ward on board a cruise ship um, and you have very little communication with the outside world. And many people are who have had this experience are painting really ugly pictures. So if you, my point is, if you're planning on this kind of travel, that you should contact the cruise line or the tour company or whomever it is that you are doing business with and find out what their policies are and find out where they're printed so that you can you can know what they are so that should you get into that situation and should something happen to you or someone you're traveling with where they're quarantined or restricted that you will know what the policies are and where they're going to put you off the ship and all of that kind of stuff. And even when you get back to your home port, some people have reported issues with getting off the ship in their home port and being delayed, you know, half a day and the the entire ship is empty before people coming to their cabins in hazmat suits and taking them away to a restricted part of the ship. Um, So, again... Uh, it, it, it's I've read enough of these and seen enough of them written by people whose opinions and reporting I value, including uh, Mr. Elliott's staff, that I just really want to alert people to the need to do your homework here and to know what those policies are before you get on board. What about uh, talking about being on board a cruise ship and getting COVID? What if you're traveling uh, to a foreign country? Uh, what what kind of precautions can you take there? Where, where do you go? What do you, kind of information? Where do you, how do you, what kind of homework do we need to do? And the same thing um, it, it applies if you're going to a foreign country. I don't care if you've got a planned itinerary and you're staying in a nice hotel and all that stuff. What is a country's policies towards COVID? And what happens if you get it? And what are their quarantine policies? 
And those are things that you need to know. Also, you need to know what is your insurance coverage? Because if you get into one of these foreign countries and you're admitted to a hospital, it's entirely possible that one of the first questions they will ask you is, can I see your insurance card? So we know if you have any coverage or are we just about to give you a bunch of treatment and maybe you can't pay for it. So you may find that in a, in a foreign country, they may want a little bit more upfront knowledge um, about your financial situation and your ability to pay. You know, uh, when we had Chris Elliott on uh, not long ago, last week, if I'm not mistaken, he brought up travel insurance in mm-hmm. case you get sick in a foreign country with COVID and all. And again, this is where homework once again comes in, because not all travel insurance covers things like pandemics. So you want to make absolutely certain that the insurance that you're buying and paying good money for travel insurance can cost six, seven, typically cost six, seven percent of the cost of the tour. If you're looking for cancel for any reason insurance, that's probably 10 to 12 percent of the cost of a tour or cruise. So if you're buying insurance and you're thinking it's protecting you against COVID, it's entirely possible a lot of the policies that are out there will protect you if you get COVID, but they do not protect you if you are afraid of getting COVID. Got or it. if COVID breaks out in the destination you're going to, the policy may not allow you to cancel and not go there. Um, you would say, well, why would I want to go there and get sick? Well, I, I mean, that's kind of what the situation is. You can't take out fire insurance and call up the the insurance company and say, you know what, I think there's a bad fire. up. There's been two bad fires up the street here in the last few weeks. I'm afraid my house is going to burn down. You better pay me my insurance money because your house hasn't burnt down. So it's the same kind of thing with COVID. If you're afraid of getting COVID and you don't want to travel, in many cases, that's not a valid reason for getting a refund if you've purchased insurance. Good information from Mark, the travel guy. Thank you. Uh, By the way, uh, coming up here on the Travel Guys, more great information to make you a smarter traveler. We're going to talk about uh, some fees that have been popping up when you go to dine out or whatever. The surcharges that, that may have to do with employee benefits. That's coming up next right here on the Travel Guys. Barcelona, I still long to hold her once more. Here we are. It's the Travel and Entertainment Guys with Mark and Tom. Don't forget now, links to a lot of stuff from today's show can be found at TravelGuysRadio.com. Mark, at the very beginning of the show, you uh, we talked a little bit about uh, you taking a little voyage over to the, to the Napa area. and. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, you had a good time and you had an interesting experience that you'd like to share with our our audience. Uh, I do. I do. Quick sidebar before we get to the main subject. The reason for going to Napa is that they have an outdoor art exhibition somewhat throughout the city. Most of it is uh, is right downtown, but there are eight different spots and uh, with pieces of art. And it's this, it's not the first year that they've done this. It, it's growing a little bit. So we kind of went down to take a look at what they had down there to see if it was something that we'd want to take a, uh, a, be a part of in the future. And uh, some neat little pieces down there. It's not big enough probably for you to make a drive all the way to Napa. But if you were going to Napa anyway, um, and it gets dark early, the lights go on at these uh, works of art at 6 o'clock. So it goes until the middle of March. And next year, I would hope that we would go down there, maybe uh, take a group down and go down and uh, ride the Napa Valley Wine Train, which is a great, although not inexpensive, experience. 
then do something in the afternoon and perhaps stay for the lights before uh, before coming home. But if you're if you are an art fan and you like the outdoors, um, you don't have to worry about COVID, and you can go down to Napa. You could have a nice dinner and uh, perhaps uh, see the the outdoor lighted art down there. It's in, it goes until the middle of of March. Um, and when I was down in Napa, mm-hmm. I ate at the Oxbow uh, uh, Market in one of the restaurants there, and it was uh, Hog Island Oyster Company, and uh, they have several outlets in the Bay Area, and good, mm-hmm. good, solid restaurant. God, we had uh, some uh, a Dungeness crab there, and it was delicious. When the bill came, I looked at the bill, and there was the charge for the food, and there was the charge for the tax, and there's a charge for the beverages, and then there's this four percent surcharge. Surcharge. Yeah. What does that? What does that even mean these days? Surcharge. Well, I, I an additional <laughs> charge, I guess, on your bill. Yes. Um, and for so I, I asked the service person what it was for, and she says, "Oh, well, it's a surcharge for employee benefits." So not the first time I'd heard this, and and I I just politely said, um, "Is it possible that is could I have a card for the manager? Um, I'd like to." express if or email or something i'd like to express my opinion on this and she says oh that's not necessary she says the manager's right over here she says i'll have her come over and talk to you really okay um she did (laughs) and i said you know what is this and she said well it's for the employee benefits and i said well you know i mean i'm a businessman i have employees and they have benefits i i have to price the employee benefits and the cost of electricity and um the locksmith for when the door had to be you know, the place had to be broken into and um, when the, uh, you know, sink leaked in the bathroom and all those things, all those things have to be built into the cost of doing business. So I just find it interesting now that, um, well, First Resorts decided that they could goose the bejesus out of us by um, adding resort fees and bogus charges for things and, and say, oh, when people said, well, what is this for? They said, oh, well, it's by 20% off a bicycle rental and a free extra beach towel and all this other BS stuff. And so I just, you know, I, times are tough for restaurants. Listen, they, they all over. I mean, anybody who has anything to do with hospitality right now, I'm in the travel business. I get it. I really, truly do. It's you're juggling hours and employees and salaries and dollars and trying to make it all work. And but I just don't think that adding a surcharge. And here's another thing that really frightened me about this, Tom. When I asked the server, where where is there a note about this? She says, oh, it's on the back of the menu. Really? You look down on the menu and in I and honest to God, in light italicized, I would say three, three and a half point type. And people are going to say three, three and a half point. That's awfully tiny. And I'm just going to tell you, yes, maybe four point, but not any bigger than that. I mean, really tiny and and not bold. One line, last line below other italicized lines in the same typeface, in the same point size. So it was almost impossible that you would have seen that before you placed your order. And I my point to the to the manager was just that not only do I not necessarily agree with this, I think the presentation is just atrocious. I mean, it should be right up on the top of the menu. Due to whatever circumstances, we have decided to add a 4% surcharge to help offset the cost of employee benefits. Many restaurants who have done things like that, this is the way that they present it. Doesn't necessarily make it any easier to go down, but it is at least a little bit more honest 
Let me ask you, if you went into a restaurant and you had that same circumstance, wouldn't that wouldn't that irritate you just a little bit? You know, yes, it would. And I think it would irritate most people. You know, uh, we all want to see the employees get benefits. Uh, but it, it's 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 a whole new world that when the restaurants feel that it's the responsibility of the patron uh, to to pay them, I, I think we've 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 gone too far. How do you how would you feel, Mark, if they just simply if they didn't say anything and they just added a percentage to the overall price of the food and you just paid more for your meals? That's happening already. I went to Five Guys with a friend. Had a meal this week. And, you know, Five Guys is a burger place. They are known for having a really good product. Their burgers cost more than most other places. Um, I, a, a bacon cheeseburger, um, a double bacon cheeseburger at Five Guys is $11.69 in Rancho Cordova. Um, so that's a lot more than I have ever paid for a hamburger at any fast food place. But there was no 4% surcharge for the employee benefits. Um, which would knock down the price a little bit, maybe make it a little more palatable. I, I guess my point is here is that these people are doing the same thing as the resort fee people are doing. They're they're throwing in something at the end, and they're throwing it in in such a way to try to hide it from you or hoping you won't notice it, because if you did notice it, it probably wouldn't go over well. So doesn't that tell them that this is not the right way to present this? I mean, I really, truly wouldn't have been offended at the restaurant. The lunch was not inexpensive anyway. So if the lunch was three dollars more, I would have paid it, and it wouldn't. But I told the I told the the manager I said, well, you know, normally when the service is really good as it was here today, I would leave close to a twenty percent gratuity. I said you've already hit me for four percent, so I'm not. I can't leave you twenty four percent. I said so. The bottom line to this is that I'm going to leave a little less gratuity. So did you really gain anything? Because if you're trying to get employee benefits, and I just took cash out of the employee's pocket because I figured I already paid for some of their benefits. And the other, really and truly, we're going to discuss this next week, and I want to allow a segment for folks to call in. I would love to know what they think, what someone eating in a restaurant thinks, but I would also like to hear from servers or people who operate restaurants. Um, Because I know there are a lot of challenges out there right now. And I would love to hear from people who maybe have thought about doing this and have done it or have not done it, or employees, how do they feel about it? How are customers reacting to things like that? Because this is not the only restaurant that's doing this. How would- um, some have, have said, um, it's here's a story from uh, one of Christopher Elliott's columns uh, from a, a lady who went to a dine in uh, at a restaurant called Taste of Belgium in Cincinnati. Um, got her bill, and it had a 7.5% supply chain surcharge. Whoa. Looks like the restaurant this lady has gone to is kind of, uh, looks like there's a couple of craft beers on here and stuff. Looks like a pretty typical restaurant. And the 7.5% surcharge was $5.55. And she just was dumbfounded that somebody didn't tell her about this ahead of time. Or that it, she had the same comment I did. Why didn't you just raise the price of everything a dollar across the board? And that would have covered it. Um, you know, a dollar probably, if, if the dish was twelve fifty instead of eleven fifty, it probably wouldn't have prevented me from ordering it. I have a question for you. Okay. Um, with all of that being said, uh-huh. if when you came into the restaurant, if uh, 
if there was a sign on uh, on the counter or on the door or somewhere where it was prominent to, to see that said, uh, attention uh, diners, we are adding a 4% charge to all, uh, to all meals uh, to go for employee benefits. We hope that's okay with you. What would have been your response? Would you have decided that maybe I don't really want to eat here today? Uh, Or you're going to say, well, okay, uh, you've disclosed it. Uh, I'm good with it. What would have been your response? Well, really good question, because I'm sitting I've been sitting here the whole time. You're talking, asking the question, trying to think about what my answer would be. I, I think it would. I'm still not in favor of surcharges like that. I believe that the cost of doing business is the cost of doing business, and it should be reflected in your product price. It shouldn't be added on at the end as a surcharge to people. Now, if the cost of fuel went up dramatically in the last two months and you've got a product that was priced six months ago, you might have to collect a little fuel surcharge from somebody because the price of that product is a lot more than what it was you you could have anticipated it would be but to me a restaurant if they've added employee benefits or they know that their uh products are costing more because their supply chain is broken down a little bit then you raise your prices and you put a sign at the door that says you know due to these situations you'll notice that our menu prices have been raised we ask your understanding and and patience um, we're just doing we're doing the best we can and trying to be fair. All right. One last question. We got about 45 seconds here. All right. Uh, do you feel that this is just a, 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 a dumb move on the part of of a restaurant to add that and then tell you that it is for employee benefits versus, like you say, just in adding it to the price of the product that they're selling? It's just a. I do. What, what are they? What are they thinking that you're going to? Uh, what your response is going to be? I, you know, that's the thing is, and I'm wondering what some how some of these folks would react. And I know that rising prices and rising wages and rising all of this stuff and now supply chain chain issues are having making a problem for them. But I really do think that it should be built into the cost of the product and just tell people this is why the prices went up. Well, there you go. All right, uh, next week on the show, you be thinking about this. Talk it over with your family and friends and be ready to give us a call and uh, share your opinion about this with us here on The Travel Guys, particularly if you're in the restaurant business in any fashion. We'd like to hear from you. Next up on The Travel Guys, off to Santa Barbara we go. I think you're going to enjoy this interview. It's next here on The Travel Guys. Hey there, it's Mark Hoffman and Tom Romano, the travel and entertainment guys, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. We're going to be uh, visiting with a gal who is the director of public relations for Visit Santa Barbara. And by the way, if you go to TravelGuysRadio.com, we're going to have links to all the fun stuff that you can do in Santa Barbara. Mark, uh, tell us a little bit about your friend, uh, Carna Hughes, who you've hooked us up with for our interview today. Well, Santa Barbara is frequently found on lists of places that, you know, you may not have been to, but you probably should, or hottest new destinations. I mean, I don't know there's anything necessarily brand new about Santa Barbara, but to a lot of folks who maybe haven't heard of it before, who are outside of California, um, it would be a great place to visit. Those of us who live in California know a little bit about it, and in just a few minutes, we're going to know a little bit more about it. Karna, welcome to the Travel Guys. Thank you, guys. I'm excited to be with you. 
Well, thank you. So, Karna, you're working for, you're, you're part of a team that is promoting a really hot destination right now. How did Santa Barbara suddenly get so popular? Um, you know, I think it's just kind of the perfect confluence of many different things. Santa Barbara offers wonderful outdoor experiences, which a lot of people are craving right now during the mm-hmm. pandemic. Um, They really want to get away to smaller towns. And yet at the same time, we have um, also amenities of a bigger city from um, an amazing food scene, wine scene, and then also our culture and art. A lot of people know Santa Barbara because of its very distinctive Spanish colonial architecture. And at the same time, we're set among these majestic mountains and ocean, and that's why for centuries, visitors have been calling Santa Barbara the American Riviera. Fascinating. All right. Well, you know, it is located in a beautiful uh, part of California. It's not very difficult to get to, regardless of where you live. Uh, I know as a kid, uh, one of the things that always stood out in the Santa Barbara uh, story is all of the missions. Mark, is that uh, one of the destinations that Sports Leisure uh, vacations has visited in the it is past? one of the stops when we when we do a mission uh trip but of course that a trip like that has a number of destinations so it's hard to to focus on santa barbara um tom just a, a, a well-kept secret one of the reasons we asked Karna on the show is because i'm working on a package to take people to Santa Barbara for uh-huh. a few um, for a few nights. Well, Don't we'll, tell anybody. Okay, you're... we'll keep that under wraps. It's here. it's a, yeah, it's a secret. <laughs> okay. It's a secret. So, Karna, if a tour operator were putting together a package to bring folks to Santa Barbara and show them some things, what would he show them? Uh, well, that's a great question, and I'm so glad that you're putting one together. Well, I mean, as you mentioned, the old Mission Santa Barbara is probably the most iconic landmark in Santa Barbara. It's known as the Queen of the Missions because of its beauty, twin bell towers, and being set up on a hill where it looks out to the ocean. And just across from the Mission is the Rose Garden, known as the AC Postel Rose Garden, which has many, many roses that are in bloom over the years, including the Julia Child Rose. And she was a resident of Santa Barbara at the end of her life. She had a real fondness for Santa Barbara. But other places in Santa Barbara on a tour might include Stern's Wharf, which is um, considered the oldest wooden working wharf in California. You can try and say that three times fast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's Um, a cool spot. Yeah, right, because it connects right from um, downtown State Street to the ocean. It's now celebrating its 150th anniversary in 2022. Wow. So we're going to see a lot of activity out at the wharf on uh, Wharf Wednesdays every month this year. We'll have um, specials on the first Wednesday of the month and then a big celebration in October when the property anniversary takes place with fireworks and um, all kinds well, of fun one things. Of the, one of the advantages, Karna, that you have in Santa Barbara, I think, is that it, 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 it it's kind of like Sacramento to an extent. You're close to a lot of stuff. And, I mean, just That's up the right. road, not too far away, is Hearst Castle and Solvang and San Luis Obispo, which is also one of those, quote, hot destinations uh, when you see the, the list of places that people maybe haven't been to yet. Of course, it hasn't benefited us in Sacramento yet, but Southwest Airlines has started serving Santa Barbara, so we're hopeful that it won't be too long until a nonstop flight to Santa Barbara shows up on the Southwest schedule um, here in town. Uh, let me just ask you, Karna, Santa Barbara kind of has a reputation for being 
a little bit of an expensive place to go to. It's on the ocean. It's kind of upscale. Accommodations there have always been a little bit more expensive traditionally. Um, we're talking with Karna Hughes, who is with Visit Santa Barbara, part of their public relations team here on the Travel Guys. So if a traveler is going there and they're on a budget or they're not looking for a $300 a night hotel room, is there still something there for them? Oh, absolutely. And I would say, actually, while a lot of hotels are in that $300 price range, there is quite a bit of variability. And we do have some economy hotels. For those who are traveling on a budget, I would recommend looking at some of the outlying areas, like the city of Goleta, which is one of those under-the-radar cities. It's where the university is, uh, UC Santa Barbara. And, um, you know, there are many hotels in that area that have um, deals. And right now, Visit Santa Barbara is actually promoting a third-night free deal, where if a traveler were to book two nights, they get a third-night free And we have about two dozen hotels participating in that through the spring. But, you know, frankly, if travelers were to come here and be prepared to spend a little bit more on their hotel, they would actually find that most of the activities in town are very inexpensive, just like the best life. The best things in life are free, you know, the beaches, the foothills for hiking, and even a lot of the the restaurants, um, there's quite a wide range. You don't have to eat at a Michelin-starred restaurant every night, although you could if you wanted to. Let, let me interrupt you and, and jump in here. Give me, if it can be a favorite place, a favorite hangout of yours even, a cool spot to go to Ooh. eat in the Santa Bar- greater Santa Barbara area. Oh, gosh. Well, that's a tough one. Um, I, frankly, really love Lokita, which is a Spanish restaurant based in the funk zone that has incredible paellas and uh, a wonderful gin and tonic program. And they actually were just added to the Michelin Guide um, this year. Before we let you go, Karna, anything else that you'd like to share quickly with, with our listeners about, uh, about Santa Barbara? One last reason to come visit? Oh, sure. Well, I would say if you're looking for a place to relax and recharge, um, Santa Barbara is an ideal place for that, whether you're um, by yourself in a couple or with your family. It's very walkable. And again, we have everything between the ocean and the mountains. So um, you'll find it a really relaxing place to be, especially in these times. Karna Hughes is with Visit Santa Barbara. And if you go to TravelGuysRadio.com, you will find a link to a couple of selected Santa Barbara websites there. Um, So if you're thinking about a visit to Santa Barbara, you can put together an itinerary. Karna, thank you you for joining us on the Travel Guys. Thanks so much, you guys. Have a great day. Santa Barbara. Can't wait to hear the announcement that Sports Leisure Vacation is headed that way. Now, I'm guessing uh, you guys will be busing uh, with hopes that Southwest will be flying. I think Santa Barbara is on our back burner until that nonstop from Sacramento to Santa Barbara shows up on the Southwest schedule. Because I'm kind of in, we have flights from Sacramento to every other Southern California destination. I can't imagine Santa Barbara would be too far down the road. And then that makes places like Solvang and Hearst Castle and things that are a day's ride away will be a lot more, a lot closer. Um, So not to mention the fact that, yeah, Santa Barbara is a great city. About done for uh, Travel Guys for today. What's next week here on the show, Mark? 
Next week, we're going to double back, Tom, and uh, what we were talking about earlier about the restaurant surcharges and the like. I'd really like to hear from some of our listeners as to what they think about these surcharges. And gosh, it would be awesome if we could get a couple folks from restaurants to call us and help explain why they so we get a balanced conversation and and why are these surcharges popping up and what is the thought process behind them and how are customers reacting to them and the like so yes that's uh what folks will be able to call in next week and participate sounds good in the meantime folks you have a great week and we'll see you next week here on the travel guys mark final word remember yeah remember dance like nobody's watching 